Good morning, everyone. This morning we are in Psalm 19, and what a glorious psalm it is. The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. In this psalm, it begins with the glory of heaven. You know, we see our creation, the world, because that's and we 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 celebrate what God has created. It's beautiful. I mean, this world is incredible what God has created. And I think when we hear the opening of Psalm 19, our mind many times goes to the created world that we can see because that's what we can see and that's because what we're used to and you know, what's coming to my mind right now is like a trip out to Yellowstone and I remember seeing the 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 waterfall and the the old faithful coming out of the ground and and just even the mountains that we uh, traverse to get there and the beauty from a, a mountaintop view. Uh, e- even yesterday, I was up at, on a large hill in Wisconsin and went up a tower and took a beautiful picture of the snow, landscaped snow uh, region of our area and all the trees. And it's just gorgeous. But that that can't even describe what is in the heavens. The heavens are telling the glory of God. Oh, if we could, imagine if we could see the heavens. If we could see what God has created in the heavens and how spectacular it is. And we can envision it. We can just try to get our minds to to rise up, to to ponder all that God has created. It, It declares the work of his hands, the expanse, the heavens declare the work of his hands. And and he's saying, if it if it could, if, if you could just but see it and envision it, day to day it, pour, it pours forth speech. It says, though, if you could see the heavens, they would speak glorious words, but it wouldn't actually be words. It'd just be the glory of what's been created. And night to night, it reveals knowledge. Oh, God, uh, I can't wait to see all that you've created because really in verse 3 listen to what it says there is no speech nor are there words i mean the 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 created heaven now the people worshiping god in heaven yes they speak but the heavens themselves they declare glorious words even though there's not words there there's not words in the created portion of it it's just the glory of what is their voice is not heard their line has gone out throughout the earth and their utterances to the end of the world. In them he has placed a tent for the sun. And it, it's really referring to just the glory of the, the created heaven by God. And listen to what it says here, uh, which is as a bridegroom coming out of its chamber, out of his chamber. Uh, you know, I had a remarkable experience um, a couple months ago. My daughter got married to a wonderful young man, and you know they are doing well. They've moved to Arizona to start their lives, but you know, you know it's a big deal, right? When uh, the woman, my daughter in this case, like I remember, I didn't go to where she picked out her dress, but I remember when she found her dress, and I, I think there was a couple dresses that kind of made her cry, and it, it, you know, the thought of of getting married and something that the bride in particular, I think, thinks about growing up so much and to capture a vision when you find the dress that you 
are going to wear and you're like, oh my goodness, I just picked out the dress that I'm going to walk down the aisle and, and, and marry my husband. And, and it, you know, brings a, a woman to a, an emotional, uh, incredible emotional sense, uh, just thinking about that. And, you know, I knew it's like a, you know, a big deal. And, and I had the privilege to not only walk my daughter down the aisle, but then go up to, to the front of the stage and, and, and give a message and, and marry my daughter and, and her husband. And it was a a wonderful day and a wonderful experience. But I always thought about my daughter and, you know, like she's going to walk down the aisle, but I never thought about me walking down the aisle. Like I never actually just contemplated that, you know, when you're, uh, uh, the male, you're already up on stage and the bride walks down the aisle and you just wait for the bride to make it up the aisle. So you see it from that perspective. The only time a, a male walks down the aisle is if they walk their daughter down the aisle. And for whatever reason, my mind just never caught up to that moment. And I remember being in the back of the church and there were kind of like as a foyer and there were doors that would then lead to walk straight down the aisle to where her husband was waiting for her. And the doors were open and we walked in and everybody stood up and everybody turned to look at my daughter and hear like the whole, it's like everybody's gaze was upon her. And I just happened to be the one, you know holding her arm and walking her down the aisle and listen to what the passage says there, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. And it just made me think of the, the attention that God wants us to have towards him and towards his heaven. It's like the bridegroom or like the bride walking down the aisle, the glory of God. Oh my, the heavens. Oh, what a beautiful thing that all is. And I'm only giving a picture of something that takes place earthly. What's going to take place heavenly is so much greater than we can imagine. And I am looking forward to to be away from the body is to be at home with the Lord. Boy, when it's time to go, hallelujah, heaven's going to be a great place. It rejoices as a strong man to run his course. And, you know, let's say you're you have a <clears throat> someone who is extraordinarily gifted in running in athletics of some kind and you know we place a big deal on that today right we rejoice at our athletic heroes and you know imagine someone coming across the fish line victorious and they would put a wreath over their head and crown them with glory and man would praise the victor in their success. And yet what we do is we praise God who's created something so much more magnificent. And earth is only a shadow of what, how much greater the heavens are that God has made. (laughs) And one day we're going to get to see it. Those who believe in Jesus, hallelujah. It's rising is from one end of the heavens and it's circuit to the other end of them. Oh, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. 
now listen to this. <clears throat> we just marveled, and I hope that you were able to marvel at what a glorious heaven we're going to inherit <clears throat> one day. But listen to where the direction of this psalm goes now. And it's really incredible because now, after talking of the glory of heaven, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. He goes to the beauty of the word of God and the magnificence of it and the heavenly voice that the word of God has. And and may we marvel at the words that God has given us. Hallelujah. Uh, revere the word. Fear the word. Love the word. The beauty of God's instruction. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. <clears throat> the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Oh, that we would see the word like we would see the heavens, that we would declare the glory of the word of God. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Oh, one of the, I, I think on, on this, listen, heaven's going to be grand, but in, in this earth, one of the most important things a person can do is to fear the Lord and revere his word. Oh, how it will bless us. It will keep us on the path of God, enlighten our path, light our life, give us counsel, help us to walk in the ways of the Lord, and ultimately to receive the blessing of God. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. Oh, how we can trust in God's decrees and judgments. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. You know, we could have all of the resources in the world. We could have all the riches of this life. But if we don't have Jesus, we are poor and empty. He and his word is the gold of life. It's greater than gold. It guides us into all truth and righteousness and ultimately to receive the glory of the heaven above. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. And I think, church, we we just have no idea. Even reading that statement, you know, we can go to the grocery store and we can just buy honey, right? Back in that day, to have the sweet taste of honey was such a privilege and such an honor. It wasn't in quantities like you could buy it today on a grocery store shelf. And if you were able to savor the sweetness of honey when when something that sweet and wonderful just wasn't available all the time, how much grander and greater it would be. And that's how grand and beautiful the Word of God is. Moreover by them, your servant is warned. And we need a warning. Oh, how a warning is good. Oh, how we need a warning to keep us from the ways of evil and from the destruction of sin. In keeping them, there is great reward. There's great reward in following God. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults, O Lord, forgive us. Also, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. <clears throat> and that means from proud, defiant sins. If you, I want to take you for a moment to Numbers chapter 15, verse 30. <clears throat> All sin can keep us from heaven. 
Uh, in that way, all sin is the same. But not all sin is the same. It's the same in the fact that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And everyone needs the forgiveness of all sin in order to enter heaven. But that doesn't mean all sin is the same. Listen to this. Numbers 15.30 But the person who does anything defiantly, defiantly, whether he is a native or an alien, that one is blaspheming the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from his people. It, it's, <clears throat> that can be translated instead of defiantly, high-handed sin. Basically, we say, I know this is not of God. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. I'll do it my way. Who's God to reign over me? I'll, I'll do what I want in this life. That's a, a high-handed, proud, defiant sin where my way is better. Who is going to challenge me? Surely not God in his word. Oh, 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 that we would not sin in that way. Oh, yes. Even as a believer, we struggle at times with whatever it may be, some type of temptation or a sin, or maybe it's unforgiveness or bitterness or some kind of lust. And oh, church, that we would turn away immediately from any type of sin. But to just choose to sin in the face of God and to violently and proudly sin as though God were not real, Oh, that's a high-handed sin, and may we have nothing to do with it. Let them not rule over me, the one that has high-handed sin. Then I will be blameless, and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. And praise God for the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. Oh, how grand that is, and oh, how we need it. Listen to how this psalm closes. Just glorious words. Let the words of my mouth... And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, what's really going in on inside of me, be acceptable in your sight. And it's acceptable because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that he has given us and that he has clothed us in righteousness because we have believed in him, and because now, as a result of receiving the grace of God, we thank him by pursuing to live a righteous life in honor of the one who made us right before him, because he is our rock and our redeemer. He has bought us from sin through the sacrifice of his son. He has redeemed us, and he is due glory.